0: Section 8 of the Argonautica. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mitch Greenberg. The Argonautica by Apollonius Rhodius. Translated by R.C. Seton. Section 8, Book 2, Part 4 and straightway thereafter they rounded the headland of janiti and zeus and sped safely past the land of the tiberini here when wives bring forth children to their husbands the men lie in bed and groan with their heads close bound but the women tend to them with food and prepare childbirth baths for them next they reach the sacred mount and the land where the mosignochi dwell amid high mountains and wooden huts from which that people take their name and strange are their customs and laws whatever is right to do openly before the people or in the market-place all this they do in their homes but whatever acts we perform at home these they perform out of doors in the midst of the streets without blame and among them is no reverence for the marriage bed but like swine they feed in herds not which abashed in others presence on the earth they lie with women their king sits in the loftiest hut and dispenses upright judgments to the multitude poor wretch for if haply he err at all in his decrees for that day they kept him shut up in starvation they passed them by and cleft their way with oars over against the island of ares all day long for at dusk the light breeze left them at last they spied above them hurtling through the air one of the birds of ares which haunt that isle it shook its wings down over the ship as she sped on and sent against her a keen feather and it fell on the left shoulder of goodly oleus and he dropped his oar from his hand at the sudden blow and his comrades marvelled at the sight of the winged bolt and aribotes from his seat hard by drew out the feather and bound up the wound when he had loosened the strap hanging from his own sword-sheath and besides the first another bird appeared swooping down but the hero clytius son of eurytus for he bent his curved bow and sped a swift arrow against the bird struck it and it whirled round and fell close to the ship and to them spack Amphidamas, son of Alius. The island of Ares is near us you know it yourselves now that ye have seen these birds but little will arrows avail us i trow for landing but let us contrive some other device to help us if ye intend to land bearing in mind the injunctions of phineas for not even could heracles when he came to arcadia drive away with bow and arrow the birds that swam on the stymphalian lake i saw it myself but he shook in his hand a rattle of bronze and made a loud clatter as he stood upon a lofty peak and the birds fled far off screeching in bewildered fear wherefore now too let us contrive some such device and i myself will speak having pondered the matter beforehand set on your heads your helmets of lofty crest then half rose by turn and half fence the ship about with polished spears and shields then all together raise a mighty shout so that the birds may be scared by the unwonted din the nodding crests, and the uplifted spears on high, and if we reach the island itself, then make mighty noise with the clashing of the shields thus he spake and the helpful device pleased all and on their heads they placed helmets of bronze gleaming terribly and the blood-red crests were tossing and half of them rowed in turn and the rest covered the ship with spears and shields and as when a man roofs over a house with tiles to be an ornament of his home and a defence against the rain and one fits firmly into another each after each so they roofed over the ship with their shields locking them together and as a din arises from a warrior host of men sweeping on when lines of battle meet such a shout rose upward from the ship into the air now they saw none of the birds yet but when they touched the island and clashed upon their shields then the birds in countless numbers rose in flight hither and thither and when the sons of cronos sends from the clouds a dense hailstone on the city and houses and when people who dwell beneath hear the din above the roof and sit quietly since the stormy season has not yet come upon them unawares but they have first made strong their roofs so the birds sent against the heroes a thick shower of feather shafts as they darted over the sea to the mountains of the land opposite what then was the purpose of phineas in bidding the divine band of heroes land there or what kind of help was about to meet their desire the sons of phrexus were faring towards the city of archimenus from aea coming from the cytaean aetes on board a colchian ship to win the boundless wealth of their father for he when dying had enjoined this journey upon them and lo on that day they were very near that island but zeus had impelled the north wind's might to blow marking by rain the moist path of arcturus and all day long he was stirring the leaves upon the mountains breathing gently upon the topmost sprays but at night he rushed upon the sea with monstrous force and with his shrieking blasts uplifted the surge and a dark mist covered the heavens nor did the bright stars anywhere appear from among the clouds but a murky gloom broaded all around and so the sons of Phrixus, drenched and trembling in fear of a horrible doom were borne along by the waves helplessly and the force of the wind had snatched away their sails, and shattered in twain the hull, tossed as it was by the breakers, and hereupon, by heaven's prompting, those four clutched a huge beam, one of many that were scattered about, held together by sharp bolts, when the ship broke to pieces, and on the islands the waves and blasts of wind bore the men in their distress, within a little of death, and straightway a mighty rain burst forth, and rained upon the sea and the island, and all the country opposite the island where the arrogant mosinochi dwelt and the sweep of the waves hurled the sons of phrixus together with the massy beam upon the beach of the island in the murky night and the floods of rain from zeus ceased at sunrise and soon the two bands drew near and met each other and argus spoke first we beseech you by zeus the beholder whoever ye are to be kindly and to help us in our need for fierce tempests falling on the sea have shattered all the timbers of the crazy ship in which we were cleaving our path on business bent wherefore we entreat you if haply ye will listen to grant us just a covering for our bodies and to pity and succour men in misfortune your equals in age o reverence suppliants and strangers for Zeus's sake the god of strangers and suppliants To Zeus belong both suppliants and strangers, and his eye, methinks, beholdeth even us. And in reply the son of Aeson prudently questioned him, deeming that the prophecies of Phineus were being fulfilled. All these things will we straightway grant you with the right good will, but come tell me truly in what country did ye dwell, and what business bids you sail across the sea, and tell me your own glorious names and lineage and him argus helpless in his evil plight addressed that one phrixus and aeolid reached aea from hellas you yourselves have clearly heard ere this i trow phrixus who came to the city of Aeetes, bestriding a ram which hermes had made all gold and the fleece ye may see even now the ram at its own prompting he then sacrificed to zeus son of cronos above all the god of fugitives and him did Aeetes receive in his palace and with gladness of heart gave him his daughter Calchope in marriage without gifts or wooing for these two are we sprung but Phrixus died at last an aged man in the home of Aeetes, and we, giving heed to our father's behest, are journeying to Orhomeneus to take the possessions of Athamas. And if thou dost desire to learn our names, this is Cytosaurus, this Phrontis, and this Melas, and me you may call Argus. Thus he spake, and the chieftains rejoiced at the meeting and tended them, much marvelling. And Jason again in turn replied, as was fitting, with these words, Surely ye are our kinsmen on my father's side, and ye pray that with kindly hearts we secure your evil plight. For Cretheus and Athamas were brothers, and I am the grandson of Cretheus. And with these comrades here I am journeying from that same Hellas to the cities of Aetes. But of these things we will converse hereafter, and do ye first put clothing upon you. By heaven's devising, I ween have ye come to my hands in your sore need he spack and out of the ship gave them raiment to put on then altogether they went to the temple of ares to offer sacrifice of sheep and in haste they stood round the altar which was outside the roofless temple an altar built of pebbles within a black stone stood fixed a sacred thing to which of yore the amazons all used to pray nor was it lawful for them when they came from the opposite coast to burn on this altar offerings of sheep and oxen but they used to slay horses which they kept in great herds now when they had sacrificed and eaten the feast prepared then Aeson's son sons spack among them and thus began zeus's self i ween beholds everything nor do we men escape his eye we that be god-fearing and just for all has he rescued your father from the hands of a murderous step dame and gave him measureless wealth besides even so hath he saved you harmless from the baleful storm and on board this ship ye may sail hither and thither where ye will whether to Aea or to the wealthy city of divine Orthomeneus. for our ship athena built and with axe of bronze cut her timbers near the crest of Pelion, and with the goddess wrought argus but yours the fierce surge hath shattered before ye came nigh to the rocks which all day long clashed together in the straits of the sea but come be yourselves our helpers for we are eager to bring to hellas the golden fleece and guide us on our voyage for i go to atone for the intended sacrifice of phrixus the cause of zeus's wrath against the sons of aeolus he spake with soothing words but horror seized them when they heard for they deemed that they would not find aeetes friendly if they desired to take away the ram's fleece and argus spake as follows vexed that they should busy themselves with such a quest my friends our strength though far as it avails shall never cease to help you not one whit when need shall come but aeetes is terribly armed with deadly ruthlessness wherefore exceedingly i do dread this voyage and he boasts himself to be the son of helius and all around dwell countless tribes of colchians and he might match himself with ares in his dread war-cry and giant strength nay to seize the fleece in spite of Aetes is no easy task so huge a serpent keeps guard round and about it deathless and sleepless Which earth herself brought forth on the sides of Caucasus, by the rock of Tephion, where Tephion, they say, smitten by the bolt of Zeus, son of Cronos, when he lifted against the god his sturdy hands, dropped from his head hot gore, and in such plight he reached the mountains and the plain of Nissa, where to this day he lies whelmed beneath the waters of the Serbonian lake. Thus he spack, and straightway many a cheek grew pale, when they heard of so mighty an adventure but quickly peleus answered with cheering words and thus spake: be not so fearful in spirit my good friend for we are not so lacking in prowess as to be no match for aetes to try his strength with arms but i deem that we too are cunning in war we that go thither near akin to the blood of the blessed gods wherefore if he will not grant us the fleece of gold for friendship's sake the tribes of the colchians will not avail him i ween." thus they addressed each other in turn until again satisfied with their feast they turned to rest and when they rose at dawn a gentle breeze was blowing and they raised the sails which strained to the rush of the wind and quickly they left behind the island of ares and at nightfall they came to the island of philyra where cronus son of uranus what time in olympus he reigned over the titans and zeus was yet being nurtured in a cretan cave by the curates of ida lay beside philyra when he had deceived rhea and the goddess found them in the midst of their dalliance and cronus leapt up from the couch with a rush in the form of a steed with flowing mane but ocean's daughter philyra in shame left the spot in those haunts and came to the long pelagian ridges where by her union with the transfigured deity she brought forth huge Tyrion, half like a horse half like a god thence they sailed on past the Macrones and the far-stretching land of the baciri and the overweening Sapiris, and after them the baciris for ever forward they clave their way quickly borne by the gentle breeze and lo as they sped on a deep gulf of the sea was opened and lo the steep crags of the caucasian mountains rose up where with his limbs bound upon the hard rocks by galling feathers of bronze prometheus fed with his liver an eagle that ever rushed back to its prey High above the ship, but even they saw it flying with a loud weir near the clouds. And yet it shook all the sails with the fanning of those huge wings, for it had not the form of a bird of air, but kept poising its long wing feathers like polished oars. And not long after they heard the bitter cry of Prometheus, as his liver was being torn away, and the air rang with his screams until they marked the ravening eagle rushing back from the mountain on the selfsame track. And at night, by the skill of Argus, they reached broad flowing Phasis and the utmost bourne of the sea, and straightway they let down the sails and the yard iron and stowed them inside the hollow mass crutch. And at once they lowered the mass itself till it lay along, and quickly with oars they entered the mighty stream of the river. And round the prow the water surged as it gave them way, and on their left hand they had the lofty Caucasus and the Citaean city of Aea. And on the other side of the plain of Ares and the sacred grove of that god, where the serpent was keeping watch and ward over the fleece as it hung on the leafy branches of an oak, and Asint's son, himself from a golden goblet, poured into the river libations of honey and pure wine to earth and to the gods of the country, and to the souls of the dead heroes, and he besought them with their grace to give kindly aid, and to welcome their ships hossers with favourable omen, and straightway Ansa backed these words. We have reached the Colchian land and the stream of Phasis, and it is time for us to take counsel whether we shall make trial of Aetes with soft words, or an attempt of another kind shall be fitting. Thus he spack, and by the advice of Argus Jason, made them enter a shaded backwater, and let the ship ride at anchor offshore. And it was near at hand in their course, and there they passed the night, and soon the dawn appeared to their expectant eyes. End of Section 8 Recording by Mitch Greenberg.